0: The Rudy Giuliani Show.
1: Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, First of all, uh, happy Hanukkah. Uh, Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. like the the first candle. Uh, When I was mayor, I would do an event uh, uh, tonight uh, right in front of um, the Plaza Hotel. In fact, First couple of times I did it was owned by somebody you all know, the former president and president to be Donald J. Trump. And, um, we'd go up on a big, big, uh, lift and the rabbi and I would light the first candle, which of course was electronic. Now this lift was really big and it was not exactly the most steady, uh, little truck. I, uh, from then on after this, I used the fire, the fire equipment and, uh, First time we did it, it was a bad evening, and it was windy as you can can't imagine. And the thing was shaking back and forth, back and forth. I said to the rabbi, kidding around sort of, "Is it worth risking your life for this?" We were really high up, and it's shaking. He says, "Yes, sir, it is." And I said, "Boy, okay, all right, I'm with you, pal. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna make believe I'm not scared." <laughs> and we lit it. So happy Hanukkah. Remember, uh, this is the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, the uh, attack uh, by the Japanese on America, uh, which, uh, you know, most amazingly, um, our enemy then, uh, bitter war, one of our best friends. You'd have to put Japan right up there with uh, UK, Israel, Japan. I've been to Japan many times, so this is not just um, uh, saying it from reading about it. it. I had two businesses in Japan, uh, probably went there three three or four times a year for about eight years. Uh, so I know Japan well, and I know how much they care about the United States. It's deep, and you'd be surprised who their real hero is, General MacArthur, who uh, made a peace that made us friends because he did not act like the conquering general, which he was. He acted like the uh, sensible uh, leader coming from a a great uh, republic, uh, the United States, and he tried to inculcate those values to the extent that they would fit with Japanese culture without disrespecting Japanese culture. If you look at all the many accomplishments of MacArthur, Maybe the on landing, which happened after that, was his greatest military accomplishment. But his greatest accomplishment was the transition of Japan from enemy to very close and good friend and very positive country, a, a like, a ver, very much like uh, the Israel of, uh, uh, of, the far, of the Far East, of Asia. It's the model government. When you consider you've got Red China, you've got the Asian part of Russia there, Uh, You had those emerging countries, you know, the Vietnams and Japan is the is the example of what you want to be uh, in order to be a really prosperous and uh, a really uh, advanced uh, nation. And, uh, you know, they 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 are remarkable people. So they probably would have gotten there Uh, and they, they probably never did have the deep hatred for the United States anyway. It was just a poor decision about the access powers and everything else. But in any event, MacArthur made it happen really well, really effectively, and really fast. But this was also the 30th anniversary, I think, right? The 30th, oh, three, 30, yeah, of the uh, uh, terrible murder on the Long Island Railroad, Ferguson. And um, I was, at, on that day, the mayor elect of New York City. I was getting ready to take over for David Dinkins when that took place, and it was sort of just another reminder of the massive amount of crime that we had that year. That's the year that people kind of say, oh, Dinkins started to reduce crime. Uh, Sorry. Uh, The year before, murder rate went down a teeny bit, negligible, a percent or two. That year it went up again. When I took over, we were averaging over 2,000 murders a year. And it was reduced by 65% when I handed over to Bloomberg. Um, and you can <laughs> yell and scream or do anything you want. Those are just defects. And I, I love to see liberals go crazy over that. Uh, but they still will never name a bridge or anything else after me because I'm a Republican. You do not understand. New York City has an illness. And it, now is Trump derangement syndrome, but it's been Republican derangement syndrome for a couple of hundred years. New York City did not vote for Abraham Lincoln twice. <laughs> the state did. Lincoln carried New York both times as a Republican. You see, we we uh, as Republicans, our heritage is the anti-slavery Republican Party that was developed to be anti-slavery. The Democrats' heritage is the pro-slavery Democrat Party that uh also helped to inspire the uh, attempt to split our union in half and led to the m- murder of more uh, Americans in any other war, the Civil War. Remember, the Democrats were on the wrong side of that. They've been on the wrong side of a lot of things. They are really on the wrong side now. Uh, and Pearl Harbor, really, we'll, we'll we'll spend a little time talking about Pearl Harbor in a never-forget kind of way. There was an article in the... Wall Street Journal today, um, arguing that China could do another Pearl Harbor, and that the uh, build-up of their uh, of their new missile uh, uh, technology was designed to take out um, was designed specifically not for intercontinental attacks on the United States here, but to take out our um, uh, Pacific resources in very much the same way Japan tried to do in one shot on per, on, the, on on Pearl Harbor and didn't and left us with several aircraft carriers and um led to the Yamamoto comment, well, arguable comment, that I fear we have awakened the sleeping giant because they didn't get the job done on Pearl Harbor. They thought they were going to get our entire fleet there, and they got about half of it or maybe even more. But they left us with enough aircraft carriers to at least dread, uh, 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 keep, uh, keep ourselves above water, let's put it that way, for a year or two. And then, of course, the great march back island by island, led by both our Navy and MacArthur. That war, the war in the Pacific, was won as much by the Navy as it was by the Army because it was an island-hopping mission where uh, Japan immediately took all those islands. Uh, we had to uh, withdraw. Even MacArthur had to withdraw I have an uncle that was isolated on one of those islands. I had an uncle. He died some time ago that was isolated on one of those islands uh, behind uh, Japanese lines, uh, although the Americans kept control of it. And uh, finally, he he was liberated when MacArthur came back through. I love MacArthur. I mean, I think he was right next to Jesus on his mantelpiece. Uh, Well, I guess if a guy saves your life, right? Uh, you don't get involved in the Truman and all that stuff. The guy saved my life. He said he was going to come back. I'll be I'll return. And boy, within a short period of time, he returned and kicked the living you know what out of them. <laughs> uh, so. Um, what's going on? What's going on in in Israel? Hmm. Looks like uh, the Israelis, uh, with no help from Biden, who's trying to hold them back, get them to stop, do another ceasefire are kicking the living daylights out of uh, out of the the uh, rapists and murderers and uh, uh, people who defile human bodies and who hate Americans and who are not wanted in Egypt or uh, or Jordan or Saudi Arabia. Those are called Palestinians. And uh, I know you say Hamas. I say Palestine because they're at war against the uh, not a nation. They're not a nation. They want to think they're. They've never been a nation. There is no nation called Palestine. It's a creation. The the person who said it the the clearest was Yasser Arafat. Yasser Arafat said, I'm the closest thing to a Palestinian. I was born and brought up in Egypt and I made up, uh, I I made up the ethnic group. There was no Palestine ever. A Palestinian nation. They were, they were, um, they were people who resided in a place roughly uh, defined as Palestine, originally the Philistines. Uh, but no, uh, no, no, no nation. The 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 division of, of that area of desert into nations before people knew how rich it was, a certain parts of it in oil, was done after the first and second world world wars by the League of Nations and the United Nations. So when they say that Israel captured it, or they colonized it. No, no they didn't. They were given it. They didn't colonize it any more than the Syrians colonized Syria or the Jordanians colonized Jordan. Nor uh, were there ever Jordanians before. Uh, It was created uh, by the League of Nations, actually promised to the Jewish people in the Balfour Declaration, even before the League of Nations, by England, then worked out by the League of Nations, refined by the United Nations, and granted to the Jewish people, as the Arabs were granted uh, divisions that never existed before. And the Palestinians uh, were basically, ethnically, about half uh, Egyptian, and the other half were in Jordan. Now, uh, in both places, they were thrown out. In Jordan, they were thrown out because they attempted to kill the king. In Egypt, they were thrown out because they sided in with the uh, Muslim Brotherhood and uh p- please realize because the left wing uh, dishonest anti-american press will not tell you this but um uh, there's only one way to go from uh from Gaza into Egypt at Rafah and it's closed like a steel drum the complete opposite of the american southern border you can't get in and you can, and you got a chance of getting in, but not if you're a Palestinian. There's no way General Sisi wants Palestinians in Egypt. They are banned because he's afraid they're going to try to overthrow him, as they did, because the roots of Hamas is the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, on the other side, on the eastern side of Israel, is a country called Jordan. They won't let Palestinians in either at all, not a single one. Even though the king, Abdullah II, is married to a Palestinian woman. It must be an interesting conversation at home. Imagine if you were married to an Irish woman or an Italian woman or a Jewish woman, and you wouldn't let Irish people, Italian people, or Jewish people into your country. I don't know. I think she'd win that battle. I would hope. But you know how they treat women in those countries. Well... We're going to take a short break and we'll be uh, right back and we'll talk about uh, Biden's very effective denial of any involvement in all that $50 million in illegal money.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. see.
2: The former mayor of
1: New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with the Rudy uh, Giuliani Show. Uh, I just uh, noticed two things I want to mention. Before I forget, um, I believe uh, we set a record the, the day before uh, Biden did, I always like to keep, a uh uh, 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 sort of a track of Biden's records for the most illegal, uh, crossings ever. Uh, went over 10,000 in one day. And, uh, when, uh, the, uh, correspondent who don't remember, I think this was on Newsmax. When the correspondent was asked, you know, is this like a big jump? He said, no, well, it's been running at about nine, nine thousand a day. There are 9,000 illegals a day coming in. And it was just a thing since October 1st, 535,000 since October 1st, 535,000. That is more than the number that came in in all of Trump's last year in office. There was about 400,000 plus in Trump's last year in office. From October to now, he's gone 100,000 over that. He's going to flood this country with people that we don't know, that don't speak English, that don't particularly even like the United States, given the countries they're coming from, have no idea what we stand for or what we are. They're not coming here for the same reasons as that great flood of legal immigrants that we had in the past who were coming here because they loved and respected this great city on a hill because the Democrat leaders of this country paint us as the worst country in the world. I mean, our president says we're systemic racists. I don't know why these people are coming here. Why would you come to a country where you're systemic racists, or is the president of the United States a damn liar? I think they kind of realize he's a damn liar. Now, let's, let's get to the president of the United States, the disgrace that sits in the White House. So finally, there's a reporter that is able to, uh, a guy has to be from either Fox or, uh, or Newsmax or One America's News or one of those. It can't be from the communist state, uh, uh, stations. I'm not sure who it was. They finally asked him about all this uh, money and all the family and the, f- I mean, we're, we're up to about 30 million put into the family's hands by Chinese communists and, and other criminals, uh, uh, Ukrainian organized criminals, uh, and uh, maybe about 20 different individual pieces of proof that Joe Biden was involved in, including photographs, uh, uh, an a audio uh, telephone message in which he indicates he knows about what's going on in China, uh, several witnesses, including Bobolinsky. I mean, he's dead as a doornail, as they say from Scrooge, right? So now let's listen to this yesterday. And how does he believe we're stupid enough to fall for this? Just play this. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans submit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brothers, foreign business associates? I'm not
0: going to comment that I did not. And it's just a bunch of lies. didn't interact with many uh, of your business associates? I did not. There's
2: well, lies. They're
1: the so this is the same guy that 30 years ago was lying about, uh, you know, uh, about being first in his class, uh, having several scholarships, having five degrees. And um, he was uh, thrown out as a presidential candidate. And the Washington press came to the conclusion that he didn't have much of a future because he was a congenital liar. Well, this is what you get. This is what, what you get when you fix an election. There's no way this guy on the merits had been elected president of the United States. I'm sorry, we don't elect people who stay in basements and don't talk. And who are the biggest jackasses in Washington. Well known as the biggest jackass in Washington. Gates warned you, right? Gates was in the, in the, in the Obama administration. Gates said the guy never got anything about foreign policy right in his whole life. Well, we'll be back uh, in a few minutes and take your calls uh, on this world that Biden is ruining. Apple Podcast Network. Well, this is Rudy Giuliani, and you know this is uh, uh, this is a special, uh, in a way, uh, Hanukkah is a special Hanukkah this time. It always is special. It's a great uh, celebration of a incredible part of Jewish history. A part of Jewish history that should tell all these people that are on the wrong side of history. I mean, people have been trying to wipe out the Jewish people since uh, you know pre-Biblical times. Uh, probably not, because there really weren't. I don't know if there, I don't know, I don't know if I'm absolutely correct about how, how much of Israel as a nation existed before, you know, it started to be recorded. But just think of the, just think of that alone as a contribution of the Jewish people. The Bible, the greatest book in the world, uh, originates and is uh, largely an Old Testament, New Testament, but it's, 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 uh, uh, people weren't writing then. Uh, they were writing as a chosen people of God, and every every body that came along wanted to wipe them out because they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't uh, go along with nature worship or any of the perversions and disgusting things that were being done by the uh, the half animals that existed in that period of time. They were the most cultured, the most civilized, the most advanced, and hated for that reason. And, uh, Hanukkah is a, is a, is a feast of amazing courage that tells you we're going to survive. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do to us. The Romans tried to, uh, you know, eliminate them. The Egyptians tried to eliminate them. So many of the, uh, tri- Syrian tribes tried to eliminate them. Of course, it went on all through the dark ages, uh, right up through Hitler. And now, uh, we've got the, uh, We've got the orthodox or, or or extreme Muslims that want to eliminate them. And, of course, led by uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the reign of terror, uh, and backed by a lot of American college students and some college presidents who don't seem to understand history. So uh, I think maybe everybody should read up a little on Hanukkah, exactly what it is. Uh, the Jewish people will light a menorah tonight. There are eight candles on the menorah to... to uh, to illustrate the long standing resistance of the of the Maccabees and um the the uh, it's eight candles and then there's a shamash shamash candle i think i'm pronouncing that right uh and that's the candle from which you light the other candles and then you relive uh, the the great story of uh are fighting off the, the 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 romans and they would not <laughs> they wouldn't give up So I don't know. I I know where my money is in terms of who's going to survive. Uh, They've been trying it for a long time and they can't. And they may just be something of this chosen people thing. huh? Uh, So um, let's see. Let's go to uh, Elena in Bergen County.
2: Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Giuliani.
1: How are you, Elena?
2: Very well. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to listen to your thoughts. And, uh, of course, you have a history, a wonderful history of leadership, not only in New York, but also in Washington. Thank you. You're welcome. Mr. Giuliani, I wanted to bring up a subject. And uh, you had mentioned in the past it, today is a uh, wonderful and a historically beautiful holy day for the Jewish people. Yes,
1: it is. It's a, it's a ha- happy day, even though, you know, it ends tragically, but it ends tragically in a heroic way. But go ahead. Yep. Yes,
2: But uh, in the past, I listen to your show regularly, almost every day, and in the past you had mentioned something about Mr. Zelensky and uh, that he is uh, religiously persecuting the Orthodox Church in Ukraine. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm rephrasing it differently, but uh, actually the persecution is not of the Russian Orthodox Church uh, and the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. There is a long history of the Ukrainian and Russian Orthodox Church, and the Ukrainian Orthodox Church was persecuted by uh, Russia and by the Soviet Union and now by Mr. Putin and his leadership. So, uh, if I can just ask you to share some of the history, sure. Go ahead, please.
1: Educate me uh, about that. I know there's sort of a split. Isn't there kind of a, uh, isn't there kind of a split in the in the Ukrainian Orthodox Church between the large majority of it that's purely Ukrainian and a smaller portion of it that tends toward the uh, the the Russian Patriarch.
2: Right. Well. The Ukrainian Orthodox Church or the Ukrainian Christian Church uh, was uh, started in 1988. Oh, that okay. Of course, they couldn't have it during communism, right? Uh, well, no. This is not 1988. No, I'm sorry, 988. Oh, 988.
1: Okay. Oh, Nine wow. 988.
2: Okay. And at that time, there was no Russia, right? Right, Keith. It was only Ukraine, and it was the Kievan Rus, or U.S. Yeah, yeah, sure, or sure. U.S. state. And that church has been persecuted as the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Okay. It has been taken, its tomos has been taken away, it's been moved to Moscow. But that happened centuries later. So now we actually have returned our Ukrainian Orthodox Church back to its seat in KU. And it's not persecuting the Russian church. It's actually separating what has been started by the Soviet Union, the persecution of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. So now the people want their church back and the Russians were reluctant, the Russian Orthodox Church was reluctant to return the Ukrainian churches back to the Ukrainians. And that's where the situation... I see.
1: And have they returned it back to the Ukraine? I know there's also a, a separate Ukrainian Catholic Church that's Eastern Rite Catholic and a Ukrainian Catholic Church that makes up about 10% of the population the reason i know that i have two godchildren who are in that faith and um so how does that where do they fit in that and then the small number of protestants that, that christian protestants that exist in uh in ukraine are they are they persecuted are they, or are they left alone
2: during the soviet rule during the ussr rule all churches were persecuted. Only the Russian Orthodox Church was allowed. Now, the Russian Orthodox Church is rooted, rooted in the usurpation of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. So that's
1: Church. sort of, it's now the Putin Church, right? The, the, uh, the Patri-
2: yeah, sort, of. <laughs> sort of. I mean,
1: Putin and the, all, and the Patriarch are buddies, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. So now, now the Ukrainians want their church of course and the russians won't give them their um they don't want to return the churches back to the ukrainian hierarchy
1: and and that and and those are the people that Zelensky is uh is arresting and and uh
2: no 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 he is not arresting the ukrainians he is not arresting the people that want to return their church back to the Ukrainian church. He's,
1: he is arresting the ones that remain uh, allied with Russia? Is that, is that what you're telling me?
2: Yes, because okay. they are causing havoc. They See, when Russia loses its Ukrainian churches located in Ukraine, it's going to lose a lot. Not only is it going to use higher... So what do you think of power, Zelensky in general? Uh, Zelensky right now is a leader who is helping Ukraine maintain its freedom, its democracy, and fight for its boundaries. But what about all the
1: corruption that he allows in Ukraine and his major mentor, uh, Kolomoysky, who was the biggest uh, money launderer in Ukraine, that was exiled until he became president? Uh I mean, you don't think you think Zelensky's is uh, not part of
2: that? Um, well, maybe Zelensky must be part of it because Kolomoisky as an oligarch has so much power and oligarchy in Ukraine, as well as in Russia, is extremely powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not very different in that respect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, the, the, the most corrupt and the second most corrupt countries in the world.
2: Okay, that's like being a good boy on the street with all the bullies around you.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you, you clarified that because it did confuse me. And, uh, and whatever yes. I say, I want it to be as accurate as as, as possible because Thank when you. it when, when when it's reported, that distinction isn't made. And because there are the main the main church in Ukraine is the original Ukrainian church you're talking about, but there are uh, there are more divisions in Ukraine than in most places. I mean, you you do you have the uh, eastern the eastern uh, right Roman Catholics, you have the Latin right Catholics, you have the Protestants. So there are small groups of other Christians there as well. So it gets kind of confusing. But in any event, they're all Christians, and what you're telling me is under under the Soviets they were all persecuted, which would make sense, of course. And that uh, Mm -hmm. Zelensky's efforts are against the russians trying to keep hold of uh the the control they previously had over the ukrainian orthodox church that wants to now be free of russia okay i'm going to i'll i'll take a better look at that too okay uh so let's see let's go to uh let's go to Nate
0: uh yes good afternoon uh mr Mayor. how are you how are you Nate uh fairly well i would say <laughs> Uh, so uh, based on my topic today, I wanted to talk about the increasing use of the FBI and other law enforcement agencies uh, to su- illegally surveil, harass, entrap, and prosecute law-abiding citizens based on their political beliefs. So how, now, how far how be- back does that go?
1: I mean, we I, I, I don't think there's even – I think anybody that disputes that now would be stupid. I think we know that. But I, I have a hard time figuring out when does it – Certainly has been going on for the last four or five years. But th- does it go back into Obama too when they, when they were going, when the IRS was going after, uh, was going after the Tea Party people and.
0: Uh, am I, am I on?
1: Yeah, you're on. How far back does
0: okay, that go? Okay, yep. Oh, it goes back literally decades, almost since the inception of uh, the FBI as an agency. But what you're alluding to with regard to the Obama administration using IRS tax audits to target conservatives, uh, that's a page out of what the FBI was doing, ironically enough, yeah. to people on the left uh, back during COINTELPRO. They would use the IRS to uh, get you on uh, trumped-up uh, tax evasion or uh, some some other nonsense sparsely. Uh, charge in order to try and entrap you in the legal justice system based on your political beliefs. Now, my, my basic point is this, is that people on the left, they might be relishing the fact that the FBI and the police agencies are targeting people uh, who are their political enemies. You know, Trump supporters, gun rights advocates, people who are against abortion, people who are against CRT and the homosexual propaganda in the schools. <clears throat> but I want to make sure they actually understand something that's absolutely clear, that the same way those police agencies are now targeting law-abiding citizens based on their political beliefs, that same police harassment, illegal stalking, and illegal surveillance is eventually going to be used against them. Because that's how police states work. They start off with groups that are marginalized, uh, but again, eventually, yeah, yeah. what happens to those marginalize, marginalized groups happens to the entire population. So now,
1: how do we change this? I mean, this is this is. Um, you look at that. Mo- I watched that movie, Police State, which I thought was good, but it only captured s- s- some of it. Uh, you know, a, a, like a, almost like a, a microcosm of what's going on how do you how do you how do you change this i mean it's much more prevalent than i thought when i say than i thought i mean five six six years ago i would have told you it existed but i had no idea it was this prevalent uh how how do you change a whole agency like the fbi and uh get it get it back to its mission of uh, prosecuting uh murderers and uh and extortioners and organized criminals and the people that are supposed to be prosecuting.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing that, you know, with regard to the FBI, I mean, way back when, when uh, back in the early 1970s, when it came to light that the FBI was just rampantly abusing uh, political dissidents. Uh, using the law enforcement agencies, the local police, state police, uh, to harass and entrap people and even assassinate them. The FBI as an organization, once that came to light, they should have been disbanded and replaced with a new organization. Because I think that, you know, once you see that sort of endemic corruption and endemic Danger uh, posed to law-abiding citizens by a law and "quote unquote" law enforcement agency. It's time to get rid of that agency and replace it with something else. I think I, I,
1: I, think you. I think I'm going to have to run now. But I think you gave us the answer for right now. I think I don't think the FBI can continue as the FBI. I think it has to be. It has to be disbanded, and it has to be reconstituted. We need a law enforcement agency, obviously, but uh, it should be uh, reconstituted. I think. I think uh, Gray and uh, his immediate predecessor Comey have destroyed the brand, and more than the brand, the whole ethos of the FBI. And you're not going to be able to put it back together. It's got you've got to have a new concept of law enforcement um, that is that fits into a, uh, a government of laws and a, a republican form of government. We'll be back uh, with the mayor's final thoughts. The former mayor of New York
0: City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with the mayor's final thoughts. Sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's it. That's where you go. And you donate your $11 to support our men and women in uniform, military and civilian, who... uh, protect us and 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 pay a heavy price for that sometimes their lives sometimes the use of their of their bodies and in either case uh our tunnels of towers t2t.org is there they're there to pay off the mortgage on the home or they're there to help build a smart home for those people who are catastrophically injured and you want to be there with them and if you do that to contribution, I'm telling you, during this holiday season, the first day of, uh, of Hanukkah, for example, or now in the Christmas Advent season, you'll be doing something really wonderful for you and for, for your country. And I think God would look very favorably on that if I can say that. Uh, let me let me finish with a, a few things that I left out here that I wanted to talk about. Uh, and because we we rush so much and we've got so many things, we don't get everything in. Chris Christie last night saying that any of those people, uh, you know, that support Trump, if he gets convicted, just became a Democrat because uh, he is he is now uh, assuming that these are legitimate proceedings. And they're not. I don't care if you like Trump or you don't like Trump or you hate Trump. If you're a Republican, you know that uh, these are le- phony, legi- uh, illegitimate criminal cases. Not a single one of them, and I'll go into detail on it if you want. Not a single one of them charges a crime that anybody else has ever been charged with. Now, I mean, you just take the uh, non-disclosure agreement in the, in the first one, the Brad case. I've done a thousand uh, non-disclosure agreements, and nobody's ever been charged with a crime. And what is a non-disclosure agreement? Is to hide things. That's what you pay for. And as long as they're not crimes, and it wasn't a crime, what he's alleged to have done, which he denies, but he, was consensual sex. We're not talking about the allegations against Cuomo or you no know, we touch. Which I'm not even saying that they're true or not true. I'm just saying we're not even talking about touching somebody uh, uh, in an inappropriate way. This is a, this was consensual relationship, and the, and the woman wants to make money on it, and uh, he paid her. They signed a non-disclosure agreement. Uh nobody's ever been charged with that nobody crime or no crime and it isn't a crime no one's ever been charged with it the same thing with i'll go to the last one the one in in the, the latest one the one i'm involved in in uh georgia i mean what a phony case uh fanny fanny is a prosecutor that probably should have gone to law school she filed an indictment before it was voted by the grand jury and that thing isn't thrown out and you want to tell me that's a legitimate court she files the indictment in the morning. The grand jury, she, 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 she forgot something. She forgot to get the grand jury to vote. And then she files the indictment late in the afternoon. And it's exa- she didn't even change it. Because she isn't sharp enough, smart enough, or quick enough to change it. And she's charging Rico. She didn't even know what the hell Rico is. She thinks it's the name of a person. I know Rico. I was there when I was drafted. I prosecuted the first cases. You know, Fanny, Fanny, who wanted to meet me when I was went before that crazy grand jury that also took pictures with me, wanted uh, autographs. I mean, a bunch it was a bunch of whack jobs uh, being being led by a bunch of political people, not pro I know prosecutors. I was one. These people aren't prosecutors. Uh, some of them, like Bragg, are defense lawyers. Uh, they just let people out of jail. I mean, the guy in, in in Philadelphia throws out about thirty to forty of the murder cases, and uh, and th- every single one of these cases has never been charged. Tra- no president has ever been charged with a crime in a dispute over his papers. Ever, 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 ever. This is the first time that's ever been done by the uh, by the totally incompetent, already found to be highly unethical Jack Smith whose case against a, a sitting senator was thrown out by the Supreme Court, 9 nothing, and our crooked attorney general selects him as the special prosecutor. And, and, and Christie wants us to give credit to these prosecutions? Go join the Democratic Party, Christie. Jeez. This is Rudy Giuliani, and we'll be back tomorrow. We've got plenty more to say tomorrow. God bless America.